You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hey, Dolphins, this is Michael Fink with the uh, FinFans Podcast. Each week we come to you and bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. During the season, you'll hear two shows each week where we review and preview each game. We shoot straight from the hip and have fun in doing so. We'd like to thank both the Dolphins Talk Network and the Pigskin Podcast Network for their support. Uh, Make sure to check them out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. Hey, it's another FinFans podcast. Uh, Yesterday, we went to New England, and uh, that wasn't a good trip. That wasn't what we were looking for. We were looking for a win. And, uh, you know, whenever you play a game with your backup quarterbacks, uh, you, you know, you're hoping that they perform well. And, uh, you know, the, the game started out competitive and uh, it was interesting until Teddy Bridgewater got hurt. And then things started to go downhill pretty quick. With me is Daniel Reinhardt. What up, Finn fans? We're going to get his thoughts today. Yeah, uh, kind of what I thought it was going to look like as far as not super high scoring you know if you listen to the preview podcast you also knew that i kind of expected to see teddy make a mistake that would cost us the game played well enough in the first half and you know the first the start of the third quarter to keep us in it to make it seem like we had a chance to win that game our defense did enough to to help us win that game Give you up think 17 so? points. I, th- I think they did. See, my, my problem with the defense is they're just not causing turnovers. Well, they're not causing turnovers, and they're not, you know, I mean, honestly, they're not getting off the field great. Uh, they're allowing yeah. drives to con- continue far too long. They gave they only gave up five. That's been a trend for this, for this defense, you know. They, they, they play well in spurts, but they do give up long drives, and that's, you know, that's not conductive to winning. Yeah, they give up long drives. They allow teams to get down into scoring position, and teams are converting on us. And uh, yep. it doesn't uh, help us. It's not conductive to winning football games when you're giving up those long drives. But I did think that they played um, They played a decent game. Uh, they only gave up 42 yards rushing to Ramondre Stevenson. We talked about that as being one of the strengths right. of our defense. They were shorthanded. You know, we didn't have Xavier Howard. We didn't have Bradley Chubb, a couple of guys who haven't made the splash plays that we expect to see them make this year, but they are really important for that defense. So the guys who came in and played minutes, played, played, uh, they played okay, and I thought that they did enough to allow us to win that football game. We just didn't have it on the offensive side of the ball, and you can definitely say a lot of that has to do with the fact that we just didn't have a quarterback to score the football. Well, then I think we have to give New England's defense a certain amount of credit. Um, you know, what they, what they were doing yesterday that, that, that was obvious was they were playing a bit of a Tampa 2 defense. And, uh, you know, they, they dropped the middle linebacker back and, when, and they put, they put yeah. Judon in, in that position. And uh, he was athletic enough to get back and, and really impact the game by, you know, making an interception. Uh, but you know it's a, it's the same old story. You know the defenses are, are um, asking Miami to to excel outside because they're taking away the inside, and uh, we've just not been able to do that on a consistent basis. Yeah, and if you watched the game, you didn't see Judon getting in the defensive backfield a lot of the time, and and you just spelled out exactly why. 
But they did get a lot of pressure on us. We was talking a little earlier. They got 20 pressures on our quarterbacks that yep. out of 40 pass snaps. So that's a 50% rate. They didn't yeah. get home. They only I can had burgie. two sacks. You need to mention because uh, he gave up seven of those 20 sacks. Not sacks, but pressures. Yeah. Yeah, he has struggled. Uh, he, coming back from the injury, obviously, you don't expect him to, to be, you know, elite. But he has had his struggles this year for certain. Yep. They were looking for him to come back and make an impact because the last game he played, he did fairly well. So they were looking for him to, you know, continue where he left off, and he didn't do that. He slid back a little bit. So, you know, they got to figure out something because they can't be in a lot. They can't allow, you know, the left guard to give up seven pressures. It's just not, it's not acceptable. Yeah. And a lot, uh, a lot needs to be said about the left tackle being gone in that situation too yep. because a pro bowl all pro type of left tackle takes a lot of the stress off of that left guard Agreed. and when you, you have a guy like kendall lamb coming in uh who got injured and went out played played okay he played okay football uh but when you have backups coming in these guys who don't play a lot of snap and who are not elite football players it puts a damper on what you can do as a left side team there um and we've seen it yeah, I, I don't. Know, I don't think we lost this game because of the performance of the offensive line, and I would imagine that you agree with that. I do agree with that. So you know, I mean, it wasn't a stellar effort from them, but it didn't see them as really costing us the game. I think where we, where we lost the game really was, uh, and I hate to say this, but I, I think the coaches have to have to handle a good majority of the blame in this particular week. Because they should have expected what they were getting from New England. And if they did expect it, they weren't able to counter it the way they should have. You know, we threw deep down the left sideline for Hill early in the game. And he had just one step out of bounds, which I really thought he may have been in. But anyway, he had one step out of bounds and uh, they never really went back to it. You know, Uh, he was open. So, you know, you've got to try and exploit the defense at its weakest points. And we didn't really do that. Yeah, and we've been shouting to the rooftops for weeks and weeks about running the football. We had 27 rushes in this football game. So they were definitely trying to adapt what they were doing as an offensive staff. And to your point, we play New England twice a year. So it's not like we shouldn't know what to expect from this team on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. And we should have been able to exploit some of those matchups. Well, they basically just copied what the last, you know, really what San Francisco started uh, in, in the way they were, you know, defending us. And, uh, you know, that's all right. It's, a, you know, they just got to find answers for it. But uh, I thought that Miami's offensive approach wasn't terrible. It wasn't productive, but the intent wasn't terrible. Guys have to perform better. I mean, that's the way I looked at it yesterday. They were throwing a lot of short passes. They were hitting the running backs, which is something that Lewis and I had asked them to do. You know, uh, you, you've got you've to compete with the fact that teams are taking away the outside receivers. So, you know, as I said before, you have to hit where the defense is vulnerable. And in some ways, they tried to do that with the run game. And, and it had mixed mixed results, I'd say, wouldn't you? I would. I, I thought the run game looked okay. And to your point, there was 15 targets between Mosert and Wilson. That's not counting the one that went to Ingold that he clearly right. wasn't going to catch with that 
uh, that large, what do you even call that thing that was over it? A club? Yeah. With that large club over his hand. Um, You know, and being as we rushed for 87 yards, had some good chunk yardage on these running running plays without Ingold really in there because he was only in for, what, 11 snaps. So Yeah. Uh, and the running backs out of the backfield did good. I think Mostert looks like a weapon. Honestly, he looks like a weapon. Every time you see him taking the ball, he's fighting for extra yards, carrying guys, break tackles. And it's going to be important for us next week to, uh, to use him in that manner. Well, I don't know about you, but I think the Jets defense is actually better than New England's and they're both pretty good. They are. They are in neither offense is one you want to write home about. Not staying at summer camp and writing mom and dad about the offense in New York, New England. But we're going to need to be able to do something different than what we did offensively to handle our part of the deal. Yep. So let's let's talk about the game. What were your impressions? (laughs) It's so hard. It's so hard to look at it from a perspective of just what did we do good because we ended up on the losing end of this game. You know, I thought I thought there was some good to be to be seen. I thought that our offensive line opened up holes enough that we can really exploit a running game. That's something that we've been talking about for a long time. I thought we let a lot of opportunities slip through our fingers, though. Uh, we had too many penalties. We had nine penalties, for seventy-one again. yards as a team. As a, again, yep. uh, we were only three, four, four for fourteen. On third downs, that's not going to get it done. Uh, we were a really good third down team uh, beginning and middle of this season, and then we hit this five game losing streak, and we have gone to shit on third downs. And we had we let a couple of opportunities slip through our fingers on turnovers. You know, obviously we talked about Teddy turning the ball over, but Skyler Thompson threw the ball that Tyreek had in both his hands and let Ricochet off for an interception as well. And that was a game-changing drive at that point. So that was a spot that we needed to be able to capitalize on, and we didn't. Looking at the defensive side of the ball, I thought we played admirably. Uh, We gave up a couple of touchdowns, one of which I think was a miscommunication on that first touchdown to Myers. And then on the second one, we didn't have a cornerback on that side of the field. you know. And they seen it, and they exploited Duke Riley for that touchdown. So. I thought those things are fixable. I thought our defense played admirably. You know, you have Noah Igbenogany playing half the snaps. We know as fans what we've thought of Noah, but he didn't play terrible football. That's a, that's a good thing for us moving forward, having him playing some snaps and not getting just smoked. I thought we played uh, a decent game, but it, was just, it just seemed like disappointment after disappointment. Every time we needed a first down or we needed a play, it, it felt like we didn't make it. And it felt like we were giving up the plays that they needed, you know, the 14 or 16-yard run on third, third and 14 to Stevenson to, to move the chain. Uh, we have them backed up at the two-yard line, and Damian Harris ripped off a 10-yard run on first, first and 10 from the two. Uh, opportunities that we needed to capitalize on that we just didn't. And it just felt like that type of day from from uh the third quarter on yeah it was it was a rough game i mean you know you expected them to compete better against new england i think we're a better team than new england uh, they might have a slightly better defense but i think you know we have a slightly better offense so 
you know, it, it is what it is. But, uh, you know, I'm looking at, at the uh, Miami pass rush yesterday, and, uh, you know, we had three sacks. We had 11 uh, total pressures, and, uh, you know, you'd like to have more than that. I mean, a sack number was okay, but you really want to have more pressures than that. 11 is, is not a big number. How many times did he throw? Mac Jones threw the ball 33 times. Yeah, so, so you, you know, a third of the, time. of the time. Yeah, yep. but we did have five QB hits and four tackles for loss as well. But you look at those big moments when Jacoby Myers is going down the sideline and Keon Cross and doesn't turn his head. Yep. You know, uh, Cross has played some really important minutes from hit for us, and you know, I like the guy. Uh, I want to see him continue. I didn't like him on that play. (laughs) I didn't like him on that play. As a matter of fact, that was the last play of the game for me. I shut it off and uh, had to head home from the mother-in-law. So uh, that was was a rough moment, you know, when I thought, you know, maybe, just maybe. I mean, they've got to be teaching these backs. I know Madison and Sertan are back there coaching, and I I am sure that that's something that they coach, but the players got to do it. Yeah, and – you know, obviously he thought he was, uh, his timing was going to be right because otherwise he doesn't throw his hands up and hit the guy. Uh, I think that. Well, you never look for the ball. So how does he, he know? Yeah. <laughs> you know. It's one of those timing things where you're timing the eyes and you're timing the hands of yeah, the, yeah. the receiver. And regardless, he didn't turn his head around and it cost us the game. So. And him a potential interception. Yeah. Yeah. And it just seemed like that kind of thing. It seemed like that kind of thing to me. Every time we needed to play, uh, you know, it went the other way. Yeah. We'd like to throw a shout out to DraftKings for sponsoring our show. And uh, here's a little message and we'll be right back. The fans, the tradition, the glory. There's nothing more thrilling than college football. And it all comes down to the national championship game happening on Monday. My go-to for betting is DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. I'll be rooting for the Georgia Bulldogs, and uh, they'd be the team I'd bet on. And right now, new customers can bet just $5 on college football and get $200 in free bets instantly, win or lose. Plus, everyone can combine multiple bets for a bigger payout with DraftKings same-game parlays. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code TPPN. New customers bet just $5 on college football and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. And then obviously you got everybody yelling and screaming about Jason Sanders again. You no, know, uh, missed another field goal, 51 yards. His job is to make them, you know, that's what he's getting paid for. His so. job is to make them, and he has been less than stellar at that. Uh, he had a, a nice little streak going. But, uh, Look, it, it was a 51-yard kick, and there was some wind, evidently, according to one of the reporters that was there. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you, you're, you're willing to say, okay, you know, that, that happens. But it's been a consistent thing with him this year. So you can't make excuses for all of it. You know, the bottom line is he's just not getting the job done. He's, he's not the same kicker he was two years ago. Yeah. And one of the – just to kind of hit a nail on the head here, we were talking – before the podcast started about the defense and how they played admirably and all that stuff, but they just can't seem to get off the field. And as a Dolphins fan, you've been watching these games this last five weeks, and it feels like that drive after drive by the opponent is just chewing up the clock. Yeah, that'll that'll beat you. 
Yeah, it goes back to creating turnovers, you know, knocking balls loose and, and doing the things aggressive defenses do. And they've tried at times, but they haven't been very successful in, in uh, you know, knocking that ball out or intercepting that pass, you know, that maybe should be intercepted, you know. So, you know, these those things catch up and bite you, you know. They catch up and bite you. So, you know, it's going to be hard to shut down other teams if you're not doing that because you're not always going to stop them on three downs, you know. Uh, they're going to convert. These guys are professionals, right? Yeah. You know, we know our defense is not at full strength, hasn't been really all year. And uh, the offense has to make up for that. But the way they can help themselves is by making those uh, turnover-type plays. And, and we've seen little of that. So, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, we were minus two in the turnover department again in this yep. game. You pair that with nine penalties for 71 yards, four of 14 on third down conversions. Uh, 50% uh, pressure rate by the offensive line. Yeah. And only 21 points. You're not going to win a lot of games that way. Yeah. You know, you had Teddy go out and, you know, a lot of people were talking nonsense about him. Believe me, he didn't get hurt on purpose. He broke a finger. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's going to put most anybody out of the game. And, and you know, he, that's his throwing hand. So what do you want the guy to do? You know, I mean, <laughs> you got to be reasonable, you know, things happen. And uh, so we got to see Skyler and obviously Skyler came in and it took him a little while to settle down. And uh, that's what you get. You know, I mean, it, this all comes back to roster management and uh, the way you set up your roster and. You know, when your top two quarterbacks are relatively fragile, you know, you got to be expecting to, at some point, you're going to have to play your third string quarterback. And, uh, you know, was he ready to play? I don't know. I can't really answer that, you know. But uh, between the guys that were in there yesterday, you know, uh, Teddy and uh, uh, Skyler, you weren't getting enough offense to win the game. It's really as simple as that. You know, they weren't chewing up the clock and, uh, you know, having long, time-consuming drives to keep New England off the field. It just yeah. wasn't really happening. Yeah, and you've seen some good from Skyler, obviously. And, and you've seen some shaky. Uh, so uh, as we are probably looking at next week, a take-flight Mike White versus Skyler Skyler Walker Thompson, the game that everybody expected for the playoffs, going to be coming next week. But I, I oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's scary, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the one of those things is not like the other, and uh, this team is not a playoff caliber football team right now. You talked about people were talking crazy about Teddy when he got hurt. For me, it's really hard to follow along with any types of threads or uh, post game, but. <laughs> The post-game interviews with McDaniels on, on YouTube, the, the comments in there, and the comments on some of these uh, articles uh, blows my mind. It's really hard for me to follow along with any of that stuff and, and take part in any of those conversations. Uh, Dolphins fans are upset right now. Needless Very. to say, Dolphins fans are upset but right I think, now. I think, uh, Daniel, if you were able to sit down with McDaniel, I th I do think he would accept <laughs> the majority of the blame. I honestly do. You know, this team wasn't really ready on the defensive side to play yesterday. And, uh, you know, when you had all those people sitting out that you require, you know, week to week, you know, you're, you're behind the eight ball already, not to mention all the other guys that we were missing, you know, from uh, – that are sitting on injured reserve or, or lost in space or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. Uh, 
it's tough. It, you know, we, we must have been missing eight or nine starters by the time that game ended. We talked about uh, over the last couple of weeks, we talked about how Miami is a streak team. You know, we, yep. we did the whole thing. I said, I did the whole thing where we, we won three, lost three, won five, and now we're going to win three. Now we're going to win four. Uh, you go all the way back to last year. I talked about that too. We lost seven, won seven. Some of these guys that came over here in the offseason, Teron Armstead's of the world, the Tyreek Hills of the world, these guys are not used, used to losing five straight football games. And, uh, you know, it's interesting to me. I'm really, I'm really interested to see what it would be like inside of that locker room right now. These guys that are all pro level uh, who have come in here and have lost five straight games to put themselves on the verge of not making playoffs got to be one of those you situations. had your best lineman out right your best cornerback out you know uh these I things agree. add up i know i understand and, and we've got to find a way though especially against a team like like new england so we have performed pretty well uh against the teams who are uh you know middle of the road well look if, if we're being honest with ourselves teams have figured out how to slow our slow our offense and we have not come up with the counter to that that's been effective. We have and, not. Uh, you know, that falls on the coaching staff, and it also falls on the players. But, uh, you know, that is what it is. So right now I would say, you know, regardless of what happens next week uh, with, with the Jets and, and with our positioning, we're not a playoff team, as you said earlier. We're just not. Yeah. And that, that's okay. It's, it's McDaniel's, McDaniel's first year. He's a rookie coach. He's never been a head coach before. So I think there has to be, you know, some growing pains. And I think there has to be a little bit of a longer leash than you might have otherwise if you believe in the coach. Yeah. Uh, if you don't believe in the coach, then, you know, you know, <laughs> a week from Tuesday, he might be fired. Who knows? Well, I agree with all of that. There's a couple of things that really kind of stand out. One of those things that, we just don't seem to do the simple things exceptionally. You right. know, like we have these giant blow up plays. We have uh, high yardage wide receivers, high target wide receivers. We have, you know, the explosion necessary to be a football team that can play with and beat anybody. But we don't do these simple things exceptionally enough to be able to stay in these football games. Uh, and, and that's a problem. And no one you're referring to by simple things. Well, I'm talking about the blo- the blocking and tackling. I'm talking about I'm talking about the converting third downs uh, in short yardage. Talking about uh, you know getting your head turned around as a defender and and looking for the ball instead of running through the receiver, just catching the damn football. There there are several things that we just don't do well enough to keep us in these books. And then yeah. the other thing that really stands out to me, and I seen this yesterday somewhere. Do you realize that if we don't win versus the Jets, we finish worse than both Brian Flores seasons? Yeah. So <laughs> I'm just saying. Do, like, do we send Brian a no, cup of coffee? No. I mean, what, what do we do about no, that? No, no. I'm just saying that the way that this season started for us, you and, never would have guessed, and and the trajectory that we were on, and. It, I, I urge everybody to not go back and listen to our mid-season podcast because we were super excited. <laughs> you know, I'm kidding, obviously, but um, the trajectory that we were on with this rookie head coach, it doesn't matter if he's a rookie. Uh, we were on a trajectory that 
we would not be sitting here at Nate right now fighting for our playoff lives. Needing help. We need Buffalo to beat New England, and we have to win. You know, and uh, both of those things have to happen. Or we're sitting at home again. And who would have thought that after Nate? Well, I mean, if you, if you look at it realistically, this is probably the worst collapse in Dolphin history. So, <laughs> you know, it's it's the, the only thing that comes close was uh, after the Leon Lett yeah. uh, game on Thanksgiving Day in 93. Uh, we, we closed the season losing out, and uh, uh, that, was, that was pretty bad, too. But to me, this is worse. <laughs> and it, it's worse for a number of reasons, you know? The, yes. People were really jacked about this team, and you know everybody's saying same old Dolphins, same old Dolphins. You know we're cursed and this and that and the other thing. And you hate for the fan base to be in that kind of you know frame of mind, you know, uh, because people they don't want to support the team anymore because they they get hurt every time they you know start to fall into it, you know. Yeah. So, you know, a, lot, a lot of people are questioning their fandom, and, and that's that's hard to grasp, you know, because to me, you know, when you pick a team, they're your team, and, and you stay with them through the good, through the bad, even if the bad lasts a long time, and it has lasted a long time, and that's sad, but it is the way it is, you know. Only 16 teams win each week. The other 16 are making excuses. It's the way it is. Yeah, I uh, definitely not one of the fans question my fandom. However, it is sad and depressing. <laughs> it is hurtful, and like you said, number there are a number of reasons why. A number of reasons, you know, not yep. the least of which is, uh, do we have our quarterback? <laughs> and we're asking that question again now. Uh, you know, halfway through the season, we thought we had the answer. So it's going to be an interesting finish to the year. Uh, hopefully we finish it with uh, a week 18 W. Yeah, that would be good. And it'd be nice if, uh, you know, Buffalo takes care of their business and uh, we get some help and then we end up in, in the tournament. But uh, I'm not very optimistic about this team's chances of, of uh, advancing much further than that if they do get in because they're just not playing well enough on either side of the ball, in my opinion. So I agree with that. You know, we were talking coming to December. You know, it's exciting playing December football that matters. Meaningful sure December is. football. Sure it uh, is. It was exciting coming into December. It has been horrible. <laughs> <laughs> no two ways about it. And you, you know, you hear it with the angst. Well, look, I was, I was okay, even with them losing the first couple of games, you know, because you justify it in your mind. Okay. You know, it's been a rough schedule. You got to go out to San Francisco. You got to go out to Los Angeles. You got to play the 49ers and Chargers, both considered to be playoff teams. And on the road, that's tough. Yeah. So, you know, you give them that. And then you have to go out to Buffalo and you've got to deal with the elements there. Now, they weren't as bad as we thought they might be, but the Bills played well and, and, and we couldn't match it, you know? Yeah. Uh, so that, that happens. Those three games, I think you can kind of justify in a sense, not that you want to see them lose them, you want to see them win every game. But you can understand why they might have lost. Agreed. But uh, the last couple of games against Green Bay and against New England, nah. That's Tear your a heart team out not and stomp on well. it. Yeah, that's, that's a team not playing well. That's a team not rising to the occasion, and that's really what it amounts to. Yeah, and not only not rising to the occasion, but staying below the level that you had been at previously. Even, I mean, that Buffalo game. You know, in the freezing temperatures with the snow in the fourth quarter, we played good football, you know. and Well, uh, def defensively, not so much. Offensively, yes. Well, 
considering we were playing against one of the top two or three MVP candidates in the league yep. at home in those conditions, I, you know, I, I don't look down upon our defense much. But you're right. And, uh, and, but we were playing well enough to win against Green Bay and New England. And uh, our level of play has dropped off drastically, and it's it's a sad, sad state of affairs uh, when we have to go back into uh, the final week of the season as 500 football. You know, 500 yep. football teams don't deserve to make playoffs. No, but we still want them to, don't we? <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I you get I in like there, these... you never know what's going to happen. I mean, I could sit here and tell you I don't think they're good enough, but they could turn around and put it together. You never know. Five weeks ago, I thought we had a chance to win a playoff. Rather it was a wild card or not, and yeah. uh, you know maybe make some noise. Now I don't think so. But you look towards experience, right? So uh, you know if we can make it to the tournament, then the guys get that experience, uh, that level change, as they say. They say the game speeds up again once you hit the playoffs. It'd be good for some of these younger guys and these guys that have been on the Dolphins for a long time to get that experience, so that maybe next year. Uh, we raise our level again, and who knows yeah. what happened. We'll see. We've got all season to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. woo so. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, we'll be back uh, on Wednesday, and we'll, we'll talk about the Jets and what we might have to do to beat them. Yeah. I thank you for joining me, Daniel. Absolutely, Mike. Thanks for having me. You know, it's a rough game. It's it's tough to talk about. It really is. It's just tough to talk about. But Yeah. Uh, the last several hours, I was wondering how I was going to get up for it, but here we yep. are. <laughs> yeah, but hey, you know, this it's part of the part of the deal. You know, uh, yep. they've got to talk about it as well, and I'm sure they weren't enjoying their post game interviews. But mm. <laughs> yeah, that's the way it goes. So we got to hope that they can recoup. You know, whatever it is they have within themselves, and uh, get this thing turned around. Uh, there's no better time than right now. Yep, they haven't had so. a Monday off in five weeks. And yeah. Those film sessions got to be hell. And but those helped. meetings are rough. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. We'll be back on Wednesday and uh, fins up, everybody. Fins up. All right. That's today's show. I just want to remind everyone that the Fin Fans podcast is proud to be part of DolphinsTalk.com podcast network and the Pigskin Podcast Network. Check out these sites, guys. There's lots of podcasts and information there that you'll enjoy. All right, until next time, be well and take care. <laughs>